Hey there, I'm Meg Dewalaby. And I am Amy Tianyi Zhao. Welcome to The Spark, a podcast that is a continuation of a conversation sparked between us one summer evening in China. We would love for you to join in on the conversation and listen along as we talk about everyday topics, big and small, as two women from two backgrounds, cultures, and countries. Everything starts with a spark. We all have the power to kindle a spark that makes us realize we are more alike than we are different. Hi, Megan. Hey, Amy. How are you? I'm good. It's been a while. So thanks everyone who listened to our first episode about how did we meet. This mm-hmm. week we are going to talk about a completely new topic, which is also one of the topics that I think it's very, very critical to the、um, existence of this podcast today,、um, which is identity. And I, I think it's officially our first. Ever podcast talking about a real issue, and I'm very excited to bring you into this journey of how we came up with this topic and how we perceive the concept of de- identity differently. Both me and Megan. So first, Megan,、um, what, like, why do you think it is important for identity to be one of our first episode? Yeah, I think identity. Is really important because first of all, we're just getting to know everybody, and everybody is just getting to know us. And I think identity is a really broad topic, but it's also a great topic to start with because I think it allows people to have an eye into who we are as people and how we find our own identity in the world. But also, like I think it explores like what I feel like is the foundation of the. Purpose behind our podcast, which is cross-cultural connection, and I think, in order to have culture in the first place, you need to have two different identities at the very、yeah. least, and all those cultures coming together creates people having different identities, and so I think naturally for the both of us, when we thought about this, this was seemed like the natural first step, the natural first episode. But yeah, yeah why do you、I'm- think it's important for us to start with this? Because I like attention. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's all about me.、Um, yeah, really, it's it's part of the reason. I think my ego has never been this. I don't even know the meaning of ego until a couple years ago,、mm-hmm. and identity itself exists on my ID identification card. That's how I know how I perceive identity as a thing.、Um, I think really I started to think about this question when a couple years ago there was a movement about a lot of Chinese students demanding international, like demanding international society and also higher education institution to call them by their name, call you by your、ah, name, call、yes. them by their names.、Um, So basically, is they demand the school instead of calling them James and Emily, which are the names that they made up for the purpose of fitting in, they want 
they demand the student body or like predominantly English speaking students to call them by their birth name, which in a lot of cases are very difficult to pronounce. So this movement started, I believe, in Colombia. Don't 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 call me. Don't don't catch me on that. I'm not sure, but.、Um, So after that movement, I was asked a lot by people asking me, you know, do you want me to call you Amy or do you want me to call you Tianyi? Tianyi, which is my, you know, birth name,、mm-hmm. um, the name that's recorded in this in the school system and the name that's on my passport and ID. So this is my inspiration for this topic, which is I. Got asked so many times. It seems like I have to give a give a reason, give a choice. Otherwise, otherwise I'm I'm wrong. Otherwise, if I don't make a make make a choice, if I don't make up my mind, they're expecting me to say Tianyi. They're expecting me to tell them how to pronounce my name, and they're expecting me to correct them.、Yeah. Um, but the thing is, I have a choice here, and I don't have to choose. So this is why. I came up with this topic, and I think it's very inclu- important to include you in this question as well, because I think we went into this conversation while we were on the dinner table. Again, if you don't know what dinner table is, go back to the first episode. First episode. Yeah, that you you know like not not only quote unquote international people care about identity, you know. You opened me up to this perspective that, as an American, you also care a lot about your heritage and your identity. Can you like talk, like you know, breathe a little bit about that to the audience? Absolutely. So this is definitely when Amy pr- first presented this topic to me. I thought it was very, very interesting because it really. Forced me to kind of look outside of what I've always known from a third-person perspective into my own life, and then into like the lives of other Americans. And I found、yeah. a few things that are really interesting. That it seems like there's a strong. I don't even want to. I don't want to use like obsession. I think fascination is a better word, but there is definitely. A fascination as an American about、yeah. where we come from, <laughs> I and、um, I don't know why that is. It's very, very interesting for me personally. Growing up, I am a third born, third generation born American. So that means on my dad's side and my mom's side, three generations ago, immigrants came to this country and had children, and they had children. And they had children, which resulted in me. And、um, so, my mom's side, my grandma is first generation born American, and her parents were Finnish and Swedish. And my great grandmother on my mom's side came to America when she was 19 years old by herself. And so, there's definitely some pride that I think my family and I take in in that story because. It is such an incredible thing that she did that in search for a better life. I think that's the story for all Americans. You know, they come somewhere down the line, whether it was three generations ago or thirteen, someone came here because they wanted a better life. And so I think that we take pride in that. On my dad's side, same thing,、um, except they were from Lebanon, 
And I don't know as much about that side and I don't celebrate as much of my Lebanese side as my, as I do my Scandinavian side. Um, but growing up, there was always an importance on your heritage, especially for my grandmother, because it was her mom that came here. And so I think she witnessed firsthand the struggle of an immigrant here in this country and like what it took to kind of build a life and build that family that we have today. Um, so what's really interesting though, is I'm kind of removed from that now. Like I'm removed a few generations. So I don't see the immigrant story firsthand outside of my relationship, if that makes sense. But it's always been something that has been carried through in our family through celebrating old traditions from Scandinavia, like Midsummer and Santa Lucia and eating foods from those cultures. Um, But one thing that's just really interesting to me, like when I was growing up, I didn't really like, I thought everybody like celebrated Midsummer and celebrated Santa Lucia. Like I didn't know the difference. And I was like, wait, there was, I don't remember what age it was, but there is a moment where I was like, wait a second, like not everybody celebrates this. Like I thought that this is what everybody does, you know? And I think mm-hmm. that was my first realization of culture and like mm-hmm. my identity in that culture and how when I'm at Midsummer, I feel most like myself because there's just something, I can't really explain it, but there's something in that like those celebrations that just makes me feel like I have another piece of me that I don't have when I'm not existing deep within um, the celebrations of my culture or my heritage, I would say. Um, But one thing that's really interesting is in school, like you were talking about um, calling students by their names and different things like that. In school, I don't know, like there's probably a few people out there that are American and have definitely experienced this. But for example, in high school, I don't know if you guys remember, but when a foreign exchange student would be the new kid on the block in high school and everybody would just be like, Oh my gosh, like so foreign, so cool. Like all of a sudden that kid was like the most popular kid because everybody was like, I want to be, yes. Like I want to be friends with the foreign exchange student because it was just like a cool thing. And that's, I always thought it was kind of like, I mean, I've definitely become close friends with some foreign exchange exchange students that have um, come through my high school. But I always had some sort of like friction with that inside because I always wondered if we were truly like, as Americans, we're truly appreciating people for who they are, not just for them being exotic or foreign or, and I think there's a huge, like I said before, a huge fascination with that, that I think needs to be unboxed. And, um, completely one thing that I think too, is like, I think a question I want to ask, and I don't know the answer to this. And I think this is something where our audience can jump in is like, why do we as Americans like to talk about like what we are or like, where we come from. And then to add on to that, like, why do we have an obsession with asking people who look different or exotic about where they're from? Yeah. And I definitely, I think, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. 
Uh-huh. Oh, no. Sorry to cut you off, but oh. I think I definitely, because going back to what you said, you said like, you know, growing up, I'm just going to get really raw and honest with you. This like where we get into not, the meat. <laughs> yeah. Not trying to, you know, hide anything. But I think, do you think when you realize that not everyone's celebrating midsummer? Do you think it's because you're white, because you have this Scandinavian part of you, and you weren't questioned as much as other yeah. people who are not white? You know, like yeah. people will not ask you, oh, so Megan, where are you from? They're expecting that you're from like Oregon, you're exactly. from Salt Lake City, and they don't ask you as much as they ask us. Or like, I mean, I'm not even American, but like I look Asian and I know people who look not white experience. I think it's a very American problem where, you know, like when you have this assumption that everyone is white and then who is not white are alienated. And um, so I think, do you think that's part of the reason why you didn't realize that not everyone is celebrating Midsummer? Yeah, you know, I think it's, I think it's interesting because like, you're exactly right. I do think like, like what I look like definitely has something to do with it. And I think like, especially if you're not like, I grew up in a small town of 5,050 on the Oregon coast and there is not a lot of diversity to put it, Mm -hmm. put it nicely. Like, I mean, not that me or anything like that, but like there isn't a lot of diversity. Like you see somebody that looks different from you here and there but for the most part like everybody looks the same like everybody and I think the whole town too like the town is majority Scandinavian immigrants and at the time when yeah and and at at the time though like way back in the day when um it for those who don't know I'm from the Astoria Warrington area on the Oregon coast and that is the oldest settlement west of the Rockies. And the primary populations that made up that area um, were the Scandinavians and then the Chinese, interestingly wow. enough. But the treatment of those populations, especially the Chinese, was not ideal. And um, today, like, I mean, it was built on the backs of those two populations. Like the Scandinavians were in the canneries, so were the Chinese. But they were all, like the Chinese were the ones building Astoria. And um, so it's it's just very interesting today. There's not very many Chinese people or any mm-hmm. other other types of people. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that also contributed to like me not realizing that every not everybody else celebrated it, you know? Yeah. Lack of diversity. For yeah, sure. that's definitely something I experienced because even though I, I, I'm talking like, you know, I'm minority. Yeah, I am when I'm in the States, but when I was in Shanghai, I was the majority Mm -hmm. and that I came from a background where there's not enough diversity. Yeah. We have ethnic minorities and stuff, but it's, it's different. Like how we perceive it is a little different than having different races of people. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I completely understand because now, like when I see people treat in China, treat people who look different, either with privilege or despise them, 
I see, I see why is that? Because when you said the international, like when there's a foreign exchange student, Mm -hmm. um, people treat them differently and it could either be like you're privileged or you're alienated either, either way. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's completely, I see that if there's a foreign exchange student in China, I see the same thing. I mean, I went to NYU Shanghai and I saw how people look differently are treated differently. And I try to fit into the group where you are treated with privilege when you are, when you are in certain skin color because you're different. You know, I try to hang out with those people so that I, I feel like I'm privileged as well from coming from this like homogeneous background, but no, I know it's completely unnecessary and to like, not, not right to a certain degree, but, um, I, I completely see why this kind of idea or, or, um, mentality can be formed. Mm -hmm. And I hate when people ask because, when people ask me, so where are you from? I hate when I say when I'm from China, not that I hate where I'm from, but because Mm -hmm. I first, I was asked by those questions. And second there, I know my answer is going to be exactly what they're expecting. I know when I'm saying, when I say I'm from China, they'll be like, Oh, of course. Cause you look different. Oh yeah. So like you're from China, you know, like mm-hmm. nothing wrong with it. But then the fact that I have to validate their assumption makes me yes. feel a little bit uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, yeah. Oh, what were you going to say? No, 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 no. Keep going. You know, off that note, it's what's interesting is I think like from on, on the other person's side of things, it's like, they're almost, I see it sometimes when I'm, in, when I'm observing it, I see it sometimes as people like trying to like, get a question right on a quiz like they won the jackpot because they guessed the right country you know what I mean and it's kind of interesting and strange like it's like oh like I have an assumption that this person is from China let me ask them and see if I'm right like I just want to know if I know my culture as well which is totally an American thing I feel like it's just like very very American it's like (laughs) oh let me check like oh, where's that accent from? Like, I think I know where that accent, and it's like, great, like, that's awesome. You know where that's from. You know, you think you know where that person is from. But it's also, like, strange. And I love that you bring up, like, how you feel when you're asked that question because I've definitely, like, experienced, like, other people in my life getting asked that question. And it's not a pleasant question for the people who are receiving it more often than not. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. I my my awakening to identity was really late. I never thought. I think it's a question. Even now, I ask myself every day: Is it a question that's being exaggerated? The importance of it, because I grew up knowing that I'm from Beijing, and that's all I know, right? Yeah. Because I was taught a lot about who we are, but not enough about who I am. So yeah. I don't know who I am and it turns out to be fine. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, not fine to the degree where my creativity or my, you know, were or imaginations were released, not to that degree yet, but there's not in there's not a problem caused by not knowing who I am. And it seems to be a safe choice to stay 
within a circle to stay within my comfort zone, to stay with this community. And like the collectivism seems to be like a protection uh, and standing out seems to be dangerous or different. Being different is different. It's dangerous. So when I came to the States in the beginning, I enjoy those questions. I want to be different because being different in my, like from where I'm from means that you're standing out. Right. So I, love being asked I love being like you know the Chinese girl who's different from mm-hmm. other Chinese girls <laughs> like yeah I don't even know how to express this but I enjoyed it for a very long time until I realized the importance of fitting in because mm-hmm. you are the exact kind of person who I try to please when I care things mm-hmm Interesting. And why do you feel that is like from an identity perspective? Um, I like, I don't, um, I think as an international student mm-hmm. in, I hate the term international student because now when we say international student, we always refer to people from East Asia, which mm-hmm. is like, what? But mm-hmm. <laughs> it's Okay. But as an international student who traveled to the States, um, not even when I traveled to the States, I think it happened when I was in NYU Shanghai, which is also like a little bubble of yeah. American University. So I get a taste of it. Um, I want to fit in. I want to police the majority. I want to police the blonde girl. I want to police those people so that I can feel I'm a part of the family. I'm a part of the mainstream, but I'm also different. So it's very, the Mm -hmm. identity crisis I experienced was enormous. I, Mm um, I I didn't even know that was identity crisis until now looking back because I don't know who I am and I just want to be the person who enjoy the most privilege. Yeah. That's interesting. So I want to police, you know, the people who are in the room like the majority uh or the people like i don't know international students <laughs> basically yeah to so, kind of yeah like almost prove your identity like in your own culture but also in the culture that you're in the current environment with yes very yeah that's very interesting and like how do you feel like that compares and contrasts like what's the balance between from because I come from a society like you mentioned you touched on earlier it's a very individualistic society like and you're coming from a very collectivism like Mm -hmm. standpoint and so how do you like maybe like I'm just really curious like what you see your identity as within a collectivist society um I think the society is changing Mm -hmm. because I was a part of the one child generation which means every kid every family has one kid and one kid representing the entire family background yeah. so when so now it comes down to the point where we have to talk about who you are yeah we, it, as much as it's a collectivism society but it's it's outdated in a sense that people are trying to stand out personality is taking over the concept of personality is taking over, but there is a sense of confusion. And I think this confusion is not 
it's not anything special. It's it happens to all society, mm-hmm. but it's I I don't know. Like I think um I did it in a way that I try not to get hurt while standing out, if that makes sense. Totally. I did my best not to not to get hurt. But being different it's a risk. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know what's your perspective because I think it's important for I remember you asked me in the beginning the first time when we tried to do this episode you said oh is it important for me to give any input because obviously as me who came from a collectivist society and who were now studying who are now studying or now studying living in the states I have more to say in regards of that but mm-hmm. in terms of identity but I remember you asked me do I need to include my perspective as well and I said of course please tell me how you perceive us because not anymore like I don't do it anymore but I still remember when I was dreaming about this moment talking to an American about the things that matters to me to the core shaking the core off of me yeah Um, I was like oh that's when I know that's when I know I made it Right. Wow. Yes. And how do you perceive quote unquote international student when you were in school? Because I know you were really active in school. Yeah. You know, it was interesting. Like, I feel like I perceived international students for me, and this is me personally, I feel like the general perception is a little bit different than, um, I don't know. And I, and I'm not saying that because I am like putting myself on some sort of pedestal or anything. I just think yeah. of things differently because I feel like at a younger age, like I've had more experience than a lot of the people around me that I went to school with in Oregon and then also Montana. Like just to give background, like in Montana where I went to college, like there are definitely like a lot of people who have like traveled and had the the privilege to be able to travel and have that opportunity. But there are a lot of people who were literally raised in like towns of a hundred people in Montana and never saw anything outside of that. And so um, I was also going to school with a lot of those kinds of people who, mm-hmm. and it's not a kind of person. It's just more like they just didn't have or and don't have the perspective that somebody who had the privilege to be able to travel and see different cultures at younger ages. Um, you know, so, and then same thing in Oregon too, there's a lot of people I went to school with who didn't have that opportunity either. And I think college was really the first time that a lot mm-hmm. of people have interactions with people from different parts of the world. But for me, mm-hmm. like my perception of international students really is just, I don't know. Some, I, I, it's interesting. Cause I feel like this is the first time I'm analyzing this. Um, so I just, that's why I love like talking with you because <laughs> you make me think about the things I've never thought about, but I think like, I definitely think there is this perception that like, first of all, in the beginning, when you first know that somebody is an international student or you come in contact with them, you're like, I feel like there's this almost like this breakdown of nerves. It's like, Oh, like Mm I, at least for me, I'm like, I really like hope that they're comfortable. Like, and this is just me as a person. I'm always like Mm -hmm. 
this is not even for international students, but everybody. I'm like, oh, I hope they're comfortable. I hope they're adjusting okay. I hope that, you know, like they're figuring out everything. Like, I hope they're not lonely. I hope, you know, like I hope everything is going well for them. And I think also like getting to, if, if like I want to get to know an international student, it's because like, I just want to make sure that they have a friend too, you know, like mm-hmm. in the pot, like, um, but I also like see it as another opportunity to broaden my perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I can't speak for everybody else, but I do feel like sometimes there is that like barrier. The, yeah. The, there's a barrier. There's like, it's not, uh, yeah, it's natural because it's different, you know, and there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Like, no, I think it's fine. It's, it's just like, wow, this is different. Like how, and for me, I see it as an opportunity to learn more about something. I think in school too, like when I had the opportunity to do class projects, there was a couple times where I was placed in group projects and the group projects would last because I was like further into my degree at that point. So the group projects would last for like the entire semester. So I'd be working with these people the entire semester and like the, the fear of a barrier, like mm-hmm. definitely like went away in like two for seconds. Sure. Like, oh, really? Yeah. Like for me, cause it was just like, huh. cause a lot of the international students that I've come in contact with, they're just like, guys, like we're not different from you. Like, and they, what's interesting too, is that a lot of the international students, especially the ones that I noticed that had a lot of friends, like they definitely like, were not afraid to just be like, like, for example, like, I don't even know what an example is, honestly, but they would like not be afraid to like lean into stereotypes and then kind of like push it back at people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they'd mm-hmm. be like, oh yeah, like I'm sure you think this about me because X, Y, and Z, but guess what? Like this is actually me. And mm-hmm. I just feel like they, they had a light heart about anything that could come towards them as an international student, yeah. which I think Yeah. Yeah. It's, I've never thought about that though before, like the perception totally. That is very, that that is so interesting because I feel that my worst fear for a very long time was to validate those stereotypes Mm -hmm. because granted I encountered so many stereotypes that were true Mm. and I feel bad for the people, again, it goes back to the question that when people ask me where I'm from, I don't like to tell people that mm-hmm. I'm from China. I mean, I do still because where am I going to say? But <laughs> yeah. um, I'm from North Korea. But, um, <laughs> you know, that's just not working. But, yeah. you know, it's for the longest time, for the longest time, maybe you encounter someone who's really confident mm-hmm. or they try to have a thick skin in order to not get hurt. Yep. Because I noticed that a lot. And I those are the people who that. I really try to address because you don't have to be okay with this. You don't have to prove every stereotype is wrong. You that's know, right. or at least that's what I learned. Mm-hmm. I I'm a like I one stereotype I wish was true is that I can be good at math, but I'm really not. So um, that's one thing I wish this was really true. But other than that, I really, I think 
I I'm just it's hard to face the truth and it's extra hard for a lot of international students especially who face language barrier yes when your identity is exactly what they think that you are right and then are you going to be ashamed of it cuz i felt ashamed of who i was like i was well, yeah. no not i was ashamed of who i am i guess that's right but because i was afraid of being you know about when people are trying to ask me oh is it true in china i was afraid that i'm going to be oh it's like come, i'm fine with i'm fine with it please like give me more i'm going to make fun of myself you know because i'm yeah. cool yes yes but and i don't I think... have to do that no you just like, have to be I... yourself yeah, I don't need to be, I, I mean, you still need to be good at English. But, like, I think you don't have to be good at English in order to have that level of, of respect. And sadly, that's the reality. That's right? right. That's right. So I think that's what I learned throughout the years, which is because we always complain that Chinese students are in their little circle and they don't go hang out with people. They're, like, introverted. They're not open enough. And I have those same complaints too because I compare myself to those people mm. and I'm like, oh, I'm so much better, right? Mm -hmm. I'm like out and above. I'm like ready to roll. Like, mm -hmm. But the thing is, they are fine just like it's okay to have a circle because it's me who try to make that step, but it doesn't mean that I'm anything better because I'm yeah. just trying to jump from one circle to another circle. Like mm -hmm. it's not the other circle is so much more open. It's, yeah. it's, it's the same level of, of circle. And I just happened to make that jump because old me think that was a cool thing to do. Yeah. Because I think I'm better, but that's not re That's not the cause. That's not, that's not supposed to be the cause. So I think that's when my identity, like the question of identity really like hit me is mm -hmm. that who am I even trying to be? Exactly. And that's, you know, and I think too, like for international students, I can't obviously like speak for them, but when you're talking about the different circles, I think like everybody, no matter what you're doing, you have, everybody has different levels of comfortability. Yeah. And I think maybe for some international students who choose to stick to their circles, maybe coming to a different country was the top of their, their uh, level of comfortability. And yeah. maybe for you, your level of comfortability was just a little bit further and beyond that, you know? But it doesn't um, mean anything better. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't mean yeah. anything better. It doesn't mean anything worse. It just kind of, it just is, you know? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's very, it's very, very interesting. I think on that note too, like as somebody who has, who is, or has been an interna international student, how do you view Americans when you step into their world or foreigners from like that are foreign from China like how do you view them when you're stepping in to their environment like when you're the international student I started my school in the U.S. when I went to grad school so mm -hmm. I didn't really when I was in NYU Shanghai I was very fortunate enough to be in an environment where it's multicultural 
Mm-hmm. So people are from different places, and I was completely spoiled by the environment because not everyone it's that open in real life. That's what I、yeah. realized when I came to the states. That knowing that United States is not, it's really not. Maybe New York,、mm-hmm. but just U.S. in general is not as open as NYU Shanghai. And I know it sounds stupid, but like really in my mind, I think. There is a place on Earth that's open to all the cultures, and that's probably why I ended up working in the United Nations, which is like literally a bubble. But,、yeah. <laughs> but like in real life, it's not like that. Yeah,、um, and I think I learned to adapt. And sadly, the thing is, I don't. I hate the word integrate to the society. Integrate to the society because I remember in like the international student one on one, they said, "Oh, so how can you integrate to the American student like society?" And granted, I was obsessed with the Greek life for a little bit because that's the American culture that I was exposed to. Yeah, that's like,、oh, interesting. They're, they're pretty. <laughs> yeah, but I was like, "Oh, if I can make it there." I'm I'm gonna be like really integrated to the society, and the thing is, first I went to grad school, so like Greek life is really not a thing in grad school. Second, <laughs> second, I I learned about all these a little bit too late, like you know a little too late. But I don't know what's gonna happen if I was exposed to all that when I was a freshman. Why I have a bigger cultural shock? I don't know. But um, and also it. It's so funny because at the end of the day, it came down to America versus Chinese, like America versus China.、Um, in conversation, or、uh, just when it comes to identity, I guess it's because、oh, these are the countries are, that I spent the most time in,、oh, so that、okay. makes sense. But really, NYU Shanghai is like very multicultural. So why don't I ask myself, do I want to be a Chinese or a Spanish? You know, so like <laughs> all these. Baggage came with nationality.、Um, it's the reason why I want to try to run away. But then I realized, being someone from other country, like even if I became American, all of a sudden I still carry all these baggage. Like you, you know, it's not like you don't question yourself. All these questions you do, and then you live、mm-hmm. in a society where those questions were emphasized.、Mm-hmm. So it's it's not like I can get away with anything, you know. Exactly. Exactly, it's very interesting too. I think like talking about the stereotypes too. Like, I know when I traveled, I was in two thousand fourteen. Like, I was a sophomore in college, and I traveled to Germany to visit one of my friends there. But the entire time, like anybody who met me, like any Germans who met me, they never really like were talking to me about me. Like majority, I'm not saying everyone, but majority of people were not talking to me about me. They were talking to me. They were saying,、oh, just like, why are all of Americans just so fat? Like, why do you guys just not <laughs> eat healthy? Like, why, why do you guys like shoot everyone all the time? And why do you do all this stuff? And first of all, like that's just that was like, I know that's that that's probably not like the total extent to like an international student coming to America. I don't know, like. If those questions are so bluntly asked, but for me, I was just like, I got irritated. I was like,、mm-hmm. 
hey guys, like I just felt like I was spending a lot of time like defending like where I, I come from and saying like, hey, like that's not how it is. Like, do I look fat? Like, do I eat? An-? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm, you know what I mean? Like I just spent a lot of time instead of getting to know people for who we are as two people, I spent a lot of time like trying to defend like my country, which I don't like at the yeah, end like, of the I day, don't even feel that way. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, I don't even feel that way. And I was defending, I was defending it in ways that I was like, wait, I never think about this. Like I eat healthy. I don't, you know what I mean? Like it was just, and I remember at one point I, I said to this one girl, she just would not stop questioning about all these different things. And I said, Hey, like, you know, like I'm just an American here in Germany and I'm here to visit some friends and I'm here to just hang out and have a good time and get to know people. I'm not here to talk about like political issues and all this stuff. It just got exhausting. And Trust I don't me. know. Yeah. Yeah. Like have Trust you seen... me, as a Chinese who study politics <laughs> working in the United Nations. <laughs> That's like a target for you. I'm sure like with all the questions coming at you. Yes. And the worst part is, for a very long time, I enjoy answering those questions. I enjoy talking about it. But then I realize, why do they ask me in the first hand? Like, what are you looking for? Right? Yeah, um, what are you looking for? Exactly. That's the that's the bigger question. And, I, of course, I get very, very personal. I think I get very, very self-oriented when those questions comes up. Like, you said you you started defending your country. But then for me... That's a really good point that you just mentioned, because for me, I'm defending my identity, which is an identity that is supposed to be inferior. Mm. That was an identity that I was proud of, but I don't have to like I don't have to feel proud of it. You know what I mean? I don't have to be put in a place where I have to say I'm proud of where I'm from, because where I came from, I don't or Growing up, I don't say, oh, I'm proud of being, maybe, I'm proud of being a Chinese every day, but those are like jargons and stuff. I have a very vague patriotic idea. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I don't love my country, but it's, I study politics purely for the theory of it and that I like it and like mm-hmm. the very academic part of it. But I, it's not like I am an expert mm-hmm. in my my background is called like Sino-American relations, but I guess I know it. Uh, but still, it doesn't mean that I have to justify everything. And I think I read an article a couple weeks ago that I shared with you from one yes. uh, Schwarzman scholar yes. about why Chinese students get so irritated when people ask them about political questions, when yes. they talk about very sensitive topics. Um, when American or like not only American, but international, like people who are not Chinese asking them about those, why do they get so defensive, even though you know that they don't believe in it? Because of that inconfidence, like I wasn't confident enough already in being presented in front of you because I'm speaking your language, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm already at like a level, even though as good as my language level can be, I feel nervous. And yeah. then I was attacked buy those questions out of nowhere and like I have to if I think if I say oh you're right then it means that I personally admitted that in fair like in fair position exists and I feel uncomfortable yes. I feel personally like attacked yes you know 
So it's not about like, oh, we're all brainwashed and stuff. No. It's because that identity, it's 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 just a part of us. And I, we, we didn't we never thought that we have to be so over the top about it. Or at least it's, me. No, I totally, I totally understand that. It's interesting because then it gets there is a point, like you're absolutely right. There is a point where it almost it gets personal. And then it's like yep. And and all the while it gets personal while the person, whoever you're talking to or whatever situation you're in, they're totally missing like who you truly are as a person. Mm-hmm. Like they're, yeah, it's all lost. It's all lost. And at that point, it's like, it's over, you know, like there's just, yeah. there's, and that's kind of like a sad, but realistic, like truth almost. It's like, you can't get to know someone if you're coming in trying to get to know your perception of that person. That's true. You know? Yeah, that's a good point. That's what it is. It's like, I think that's the biggest thing too. It's like something like, you know, I was just traveling like in Ireland, for example, I was traveling there with other Americans and that was really interesting to me because I, that's my second time like traveling with other Americans but what's always interesting, like the first time, like I, I'm sure I was that American, like in Europe, like, oh my God, like everything's so different. They have cobblestone, cobblestone streets and look at the way that they, you know, but then like this time, like I was just kind of like watching and like for some people it was kind of their first time, but the fascination with different elsewhere is just so, and like, it's like, I don't know. I really like try to walk into any situation, whether I'm traveling abroad or I'm meeting somebody from a different country where I just walk in with no preconceived ideas, no perception, leave it all at the door. Because honestly, like I enjoy being like in awe and learning something new that I didn't know, mm-hmm. like beyond but I wouldn't be able to have that experience of learning something new or, you know, walking away with that feeling like, like how you and I felt like when we met, if Mm. I had come into that whole situation, like when I, if I had come into the situation of meeting you where I was like, Oh, like obviously the circumstances would have to be a little bit different for me to be like this anyways in the first place, but like coming in and being like, Oh, so I know that things are like, like you just come in with these perceptions and then you miss everything else. Like, mm-hmm. like this right here between you and I would have never happened had either one of us come into a place where we were like talking to the perception rather than the person. Yeah. And I think that's identity, right? Instead of mm-hmm. going all of my way to defend it or to build it is there. And it's being mentioned, sure, but I shouldn't feel obligated to paint it mm-hmm. to to decorate it into something else because no, it's exactly it's always changing and i i think i need to be comfortable not only me but everyone who has that global experience who are coming from a different culture and try to be open to American or like English speaking societies or even French speaking societies. I don't know. But for anyone who try to get into those areas where one language or one culture is in domination, like dominant, um, I need to go in 
with confidence and not only just not ignorance, but just being comfortable knowing who I am and being comfortable with knowing that I want to change certain things in order to quote unquote fit in. I shouldn't feel obligated to fit in first of all, but then if I want to feel more comfortable to change my certain behaviors in order to have a better conversation, say, and Mm -hmm. I should be okay with that because I know who I am. You know, like I should be okay with that. And no one should ever question me. Why do you do that? You're becoming an American. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't like that. I mean, for a certain of certain periods in my life, I liked it because it means that my changes were making sense. Right. I'm I'm becoming more international. Mm -hmm. I'm a global citizen. But then but then I became a little bit. Like, I'm trying too hard. I'm trying to validate something that I'm not. I'm trying to put on all these kind of costumes and to justify my behavior. But say yeah. for, like, other people from their society, if they try to go to, I don't know, China, Chinese people, like, we, again, I can't say for everyone, but then if they change their behavior, we will never say, oh, so you're becoming a Chinese. Like, no. maybe after a decade, yeah. right? But then... That would never I will happen. never question them. I will never question your identity because exactly. I know who you are. And then like, I, I don't think you're trying to integrate or try to achieve something. Exactly. You know, one thing that I wanted to touch on too, that you just, you just made me think of is like when you were talking about being in different environments and like who you are in those environments, like one thing that I had a really inter- interesting conversation with someone um, not long ago, like back home in my hometown, just talking about people who like leaving your hometown is the biggest thing. I think like in my hometown, like a lot of people, they just, they don't leave and there's different circumstances around that. It's, you know, it is what it is. But the person that I was talking to, she was talking about how she always like for her kids, she tells them leave, like go see things, like get out there. And she was saying like, every, every part of you is already within you, but every part of you is not revealed to you unless you go have experiences and see things and go to places and meet people that brings out every single part of you. And Mm -hmm. so she was saying like, who we are, our identities and our personalities are like a shifting paradigm. And every time you're in a new place, it shifts and reflects back a different part of you. And Mm -hmm. that part was always there. It's not like you just showed up in this environment and now like you're trying to be something that was not you. Like, of course, there's situations where maybe like it feels like that, but it's always like, it's just reflecting back. Like, when I go to China, it reflects back a different part of me that I would have never, ever experienced in America or anywhere else. You know, like I didn't even mm-hmm. know that part of myself until I traveled there, which I think was mm-hmm. a really interesting thought. And so what you just touched on really made me think of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's, That's a hell of a ride. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, man, it's so interesting. Like a lot of the things that like, I feel like we dove into, like I've just... You know, you think of the the concept of identity and it, it can be really basic. Like, oh, yeah, like I'm like this person's sister, this person's like whatever, like daughter. But it's like 
no, it goes so much deeper than that. And there's so much to it. Mm -hmm. And I think like conversations like these, like really, I think it's empowering. And I think it's really cool to like see how deep things like identity run. Because I'm a deep person. You are a deep person. (laughs) (laughs) I love deep people. (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, I think, again, sometimes I do think to the question of identity, especially when it comes to international students. Again, I hate that term, but, Mm -hmm. you know, international students who are not American who are studying in the U.S. or you know, when you Shanghai horror Chinese students, oh my God, I just gave a whole definitions of both. But <laughs> I think questions of identities is a little bit exaggerated. It's a little bit emphasized too much upon those who are different. Yeah. And I don't, I think it's a little bit of admitting that difference is already hard and then you have to justify it is, is unnecessary sometimes. I know it's a bold statement. I mean, I'm sure someone out there who cares a lot about it and who think it's very necessary and go you, you don't, you do you. But I, I think for some people who maybe their English is not that good and it's totally okay, you're still in the process of developing your ability to talking to other people. Exactly. Maybe for some people who are introverted, who don't feel like to stand out there and justifying who they are. Yeah. Who, who yeah. don't feel like answering those questions when you are half tipsy in a bar. Mm-hmm. And I'm speaking for those people. I'm mm-hmm. obviously not one of them. Mm-hmm. But because I'm extremely outgoing, I'm extremely maybe a little bit too much trying to change. But what I learned from all these efforts I have put in into making changes happen on myself the only lesson I learned is that I don't have to do it in the first yes, place. You don't. Exactly. I don't have to do it and I have to be okay with it. And people, not only me have to be okay with it, people have to be okay with it. That's right. And so I'm speaking for them. And I think those questions can be addressed in a better way. And that's why I think it's very important for us to put this episode up front. I agree. I think this is such a great conversation to open up. Like, honestly, like, I don't know if anyone else is talking about this in this depth. I think it's one of those topics where it's like, uh, like I don't want to say anything because I, at least from American an American's perspective, it's like, I don't want to say anything because I don't want to offend. I don't want to, but honestly, like if we like the whole basis of this podcast, it's like sitting yeah. down and having these kinds of conversations because the only way you can come to any sort of understanding or um, new knowledge is to not be afraid to ask questions and kind of just dig into it and not be afraid of saying something that could be offensive or like just be curious and like be kind and be, I don't know, like I think that's just it, like just being curious and kind and like opening this up. So I think that be the spark. Yes, be the spark. This is what being a spark is all about. Like, I think that's such a great, I love that you just said that because I wasn't even thinking of that, but that is exactly, I think this episode and opening up this conversation literally is the essence of what we're trying to do with this podcast. Yep. Yep. 
And um, we're really glad that you choose to, if you stay for this long, thank you so much yeah, for following you. up. Our conversation can get all over the place, but I'm sure the people who have the same experience can resonate with us. Mm -hmm. And thank you for sticking to the end. And we really, we really appreciate you. And um, I hope what we said makes sense. Yeah. And let us know what you think too. Like if you have any mm -hmm. experiences or thoughts on identity, share it with us, share it with us. We'd love to know because Amy and I, we can talk all day long, but we yeah. also want to talk all day long with other people too, because we really share with me in Chinese. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. We'd love to know. Yep. Awesome. All right. Well, we'll see you guys um, next yeah. time. See you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you like what you hear, subscribe and share it with a friend who you think might like it too. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at spark underscore podcast, Facebook at the spark, Twitter at this is the spark, WeChat at the spark podcast, and YouTube at the spark podcast. See you there.